Radio Sports Summer of Cricket, the podcast with Brian Waddle and Jeremy Coney. Thanks to Sky Sports because life needs more sports. Fascinating two days test cricket has come to an end. New Zealand 375 dismissed after 129 overs. England 39 for two at stumps. Before we go through the story of the day, who's in the better position? Peter McGlashan. I think New Zealand probably have their nose in front just by getting those two wickets at the end of the day. I think if England had been had got through unscathed, then they would have felt pretty happy with things. Stuart Broad uh, mentioned after the match that a 350 was kind of what they wanted to bowl New Zealand out for, so only just above that. And uh, with the Black Hats picking up those two late wickets, probably just with their nose in front. Jerry? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think it depends very much on tomorrow morning how things go and whether Root is able to get started. Uh, it's not a huge total that New Zealand have, uh, but there are some doubts about the, the English batting order. Yes, well, they certainly were tested in the period of time tonight, 18 overs, 39 for two. New Zealand started the day 173 for three. They lost Latham on 105 and then Nichols for 16. And at that stage, they were in a bit of bother. It needed another very good partnership featuring BJ Watling, of course, and a man on test debut, Daryl Mitchell, who finished with 73, so a half century on his test debut. BJ Watling, yet another half century for him, 55, and that pair added a partnership that helped New Zealand to, to lift the score by 124 at that stage when uh, Watling was dismissed 315 for 6. They were still in a little bit of trouble, but they managed through the lower order to get to 375, and uh, the England bowlers, well, they were headed by Stuart Broad, 4 for 73, and uh, Chris Wokes, who got 3 for 83, a wicket for Archer, 2 for Curran. New Zealand 375, a good response having been set in, but it could have even been better, couldn't it? Uh, yeah, it could have been a lot better. Um, I thought that the, the, the strong partnership after losing those two early wickets, Latham and Nichols, New Zealand fought back well with, with Watling and with Mitchell. Uh, Watling was, as he was at the Mount Maunganui, compact and organised and efficient in defence, but not the opportunity to play square of the wicket and get so many runs that he did there. That was because of the bowling, which was much fuller. And uh, I thought Mitchell, well, he was very composed and serene, actually, on his debut. I thought he played with some poise. Uh, I thought he was made to defend at times, and he seemed to cope with all that pressure quite well for periods. Uh, occasionally, he seized on some lovely off, you know, off drives, and he was able to hit down the ground for six. And later on, he showed us he liked to play the horizontal bat shots as well. But overall, I would say just a very clear-headed debut. Watling, again, has played an important part in a partnership with a lower-order player, but if he's not there to do it, New Zealand still have some question marks, don't they, about their middle to lower order? Yeah, this, the I mean, Santon and Saudi, Henry, we don't expect those guys to come in. Unfortunately, we should. We should expect more from those players, but we just haven't seen it in the past. And as you said, without Watling there to kind of manage the troops in those final stages... New Zealand unfortunately just continues to kind of, the tail gets wrapped up too quickly. 
only 200 runs scored today for the loss of seven wickets. That's not a great return, kind of per wicket. Uh, and when you consider that there was a 120-run partnership sitting within that 200, actually it's, it's be pretty threadbare from the rest of the players. And if you reflect back on some of the dismissals, there were some pretty soft shots played, some soft dismissals amongst those, weren't there? I think uh, after it shows you, first of all, the value of Watling and... Uh, as soon as he's not there, we lose our composure completely in those lower-order partnerships. Um, I, yes, there were some poor, poor strokes played, and I thought they actually let the, the Mitchell-Watling partnership down a little bit after all their hard work to really force England right to the edge that, you know, we, we should have done better. Well, their partnership was worth 124, and it came at a vital time for New Zealand. They took the score through to 315 for the loss of six. That was when Watling was dismissed. Mitchell followed soon afterwards, and at 330 for seven, there was a little bit of uh, hitting from uh, Tim Southey, who showed uh, the talent that he has with the bat, but we don't see it often enough. 18, he was out, uh, caught behind by uh, Pope, and and then the innings fell apart. England's bowling lineup: uh, the the top bowlers came to the fore, didn't they? Broad and uh, and Wokes. Yeah, Broad kind of did the Saudi job at Mount Monganui, didn't he? Picking up his four. I thought he bowled a, a little fuller in the early session, and that brought about the dismissal of Latham, letting the ball go. That in the first day went over the stumps. This time, it went into the top of the off stump. Uh, I I thought that uh, they bowled straighter. Uh, and it was more difficult for the New Zealanders to get runs away as they did at Mount Monganui, so they had to bat much longer for their runs, uh, a much tighter performance generally by the Eng English bowlers. Uh, no swing for Curran. Uh, I thought that Wokes still, you know, was able to be challenging and just moved the ball around, so he was an addition to the group that we didn't see in the first test match. We get to the stage now where they have to bat. 375 is not a daunting task for any side batting first, but they're going to have to bat well because they'll be under pressure from a New Zealand bowling attack that likes bowling in New Zealand conditions and has put pressure on them already in Tauranga. Yeah, and they haven't fronted to, you know, they haven't met that pressure with any real resistance up until this point. Um, they do need to bat once and bat big. They uh, need to do what New Zealand did to them in that first test. And I'm just not sure whether, other than someone like a Stokes, if Stokes digs his heels in and gets a big 100 and he's done that before, uh, that's their best opportunity. But as you said, guys like Henry and that just seem to be asking really good questions right from the start. Yeah, and Henry uh, is, uh, well, he's playing for a, a place uh, to be a firm, permanent fixture if needed. He's waited for this moment for quite some time, and I, you just get the feeling and the sense from just watching those overs he bowled tonight. He was accurate. He was at the batsman a lot and asking lots of questions, uh, and so he's going to continue to make sure he doesn't lose that. The main worry, really, at the moment for you, that's the third catch that Taylor's put down, and, and I think it's to do with where he's standing and his confidence to go for catch in certain sides, close to, between him and the keeper. Yeah. They've got to sort that out. Now, they either go closer and stand closer to him, as Turner did for years, but that, of course, shortens the whole distance of the cordon, or do you go a bit wider and everybody goes for catches and you start practising that. The worry is that they've been together as a partnership 
for so long and they should have kind of worked this out by now. Yes, it was Burns that was put down and it was to Taylor's right where he's been successful in the past. The others were dropped by his left hand, weren't they? And now it was to his right. And, uh, you know, we've, we've looked at Taylor and the um, ability for him to take catches and the uh, the way he's been able to do over a long period of time. You you sort of, you know, wonder what is the problem with him now? Is it uh, is it what you say in terms of where they're standing? Which well, I, well, I just think it. that the catches he's dropping, Brian, he's he's anticipating someone else to go for it. And so, in other words, he ends up going late and, and is, is sort of pushing the ball around the edge of a bar, if you imagine. So I, I just feel he has to stand where he's comfortable. He has to talk very, you know, a lot with and communicate with, with Watling uh, because too often neither of them are going and sort of one goes late. Uh, and I think that's just a misunderstanding between the two of them. Yeah, we saw the one in Bay Oval go between Taylor and second slip. Um, and that one really was sort of between Taylor and, and the wicketkeeper. So uh, for me, it's a, when the percentages just start to get to the point where it's kind of 50-50 or 60-30 or as to whether or not he's taking the catches, that's not really good enough for a, for a top quality slip. No, no, it's almost to the stage Brian, where they both got to go. Yes, indeed. Well, we'll be watching that for the remainder of the Test match. England 39 for two in reply to New Zealand's 375. The highlights of the day, well, we'll hear from uh, Daryl Mitchell shortly and also from Stuart Broad, England's opening bowler. So the highlights of the day were a partnership for the sixth wicket, 124 between BJ Watling and Daryl Mitchell. So Watling facing up to Wokes now, wide on the crease is Wokes. Forward comes Watling, gets a thick outside edge. Down to the third man fence for four. Here's a current bowling to Watling who goes onto the back foot and carves it away down towards backward point. Third man for four. On the advance, Mitchell hits high and long and beautifully for six over the sight screen. A towering, towering hit. First six in test match cricket for Mitchell. Broad. Again, past uh, umpire Darmasena. Closer to the stumps, driving through extra cover. Splendid shot from BJ Watling. You can hear the round of applause from the crowd. Expertly played. Fuller delivery from Broad on the drive. In goes uh, Curran again. This is wide, given width outside the line of off stump and just guided down through backward point to the boundary for four. Mitchell waiting for Ben Stokes over the wicket and it's pulled powerfully backward a square down to the boundary for four. One slip in place, also a leg slip and hit down the ground by Daryl Mitchell. Lovely shot that's on of straights and it's going to go to the long on fence for four. In goes Archer, dropping under it and it's gone for four byes, I would suggest. Yes, it has. Pope leaping high, trying to get his right mitt to it. Can't, it was dropped in really short by Archer. Archer at the top of his mark. Right arm over again to uh, Watling, and he turns this, w works it nicely through the onside, wide mid-wicket. It's racing away to the fence for four. Beautifully played. Over-pitching was Archer on middle and leg, and working it beautifully through the onside. Out to the wide mid-wicket fence for four. Well, here's the next delivery from... Stokes bowling to uh, Mitchell pulls him away on the onside out to the boundary for four has a debut 50 in test cricket and thoroughly deserved shakes the hand of BJ Watling that's 50 for Daryl Mitchell here's the next delivery to Watling who drives down the ground four more oh beautifully played by Watling majestic stroke 
Curran in from City and Bowles to Watling. He's got a bit of width and he square drives out towards the boundary and it'll bring another half century for BJ Watling. One slip in the gully in place. Bowles to Mitchell and Mitchell gets a short ball and he pulls it down towards long leg. It'll go to the boundary for four. Boo and then a half century on debut. Something special. Yeah, I guess if you said at the start of the game that we get 70 in the first innings, I'd definitely take it. So, um, yeah, it's nice to contribute to put some runs on the board and, and give the boys something to bowl to. What was your feeling when you were first called into the squad? Yeah, it was all, all pretty hectic, to be fair. It happened in the space of about, I think I was warming up for ND against Canterbury and quickly had to pack my bags and, and get up here. So, um, now nah, it's a special special game and, um, yeah, just happy to be here. Yeah. Did you think you were going to be playing when you were called up here or just as a standby? Um, oh, I guess you always sort of prepare to play. Um, with Dutchie being injured, I guess with the all-rounder, you, you know, there's definitely a big chance that you might get a crack. Um, but, yeah, to be able to put on the black cap is pretty special. Too early wickets day, you came out to bat. How nervous were you? Be honest. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, you're not human if you're not nervous. Um, it, was, it was nice to get some runs and, and sort of get that first run away and, and build from there. But, yeah, deep down inside, it was, yeah, packing it. What was your plan for the innings? Uh, clearly, apart from the fact that you needed a good partnership, did you have any set plan you were trying to build? No, I think we're just... Uh, England bowled very well. They built pressure. They, they set straight fields and asked good questions for a long period of time. And it was just about trying to grind it down for as long as we could. Um, I think the wickets started to get a little bit quicker maybe towards the end there. And, um, yeah, they obviously bowled well. But uh, it was just a matter of trying to stay out there for as long as we can and build pressure against them. Patience was responsible for that, I guess. Yeah, obviously when you're batting with BJ, it keeps you pretty calm and always sort of helps you through partnerships. So, um, yeah, patience is a big part of it and just trying to find ways to keep trying to put pressure back on them. How important was BJ? He's in great touch at the moment and uh, plays with you. Um, you're on your home ground. How important was he there? Yeah, obviously, it's always nice playing with BJ. He's played, I'm not sure, 50-odd tests now, whatever it is. And, um, you know, he's an integral part of this team. He's a, he's a great leader and someone I look up to personally. So it's always nice spending time at the middle with him. You looked as though you wanted to be positive, And even early on, you were walking at the, uh, at the bowlers early on. Yeah, I guess uh, that's something in my game that, you know, uh, being a, a batting all-rounder, I, I guess I want to come out and sort of try and put a statement with, my, with the bat and, um, yeah, you're always trying to score runs. That's the whole point of being a batsman, so, uh, yeah, finding ways to do that. And a big shot over the side screen, down the far end off the, the leg spinner. Was that the shot of the day for you, or did you have another one you, you felt comfortable about? Um, obviously, yeah, that was nice. Probably my first runs I was pretty happy with, to be fair. Um, Any time you score your first run in Test cricket's pretty special, so, yeah, I'll probably remember that. And how does the team feel about the day? You've got them a couple down, 375 on the board. Um, what's the feeling within the team? Yeah, I guess being sent in on this pitch, asked to bat. Uh, if you said that the start of that would make 370, we'd probably take it. Um, obviously, getting two poles tonight, it's a massive uh, bonus. So hopefully we can build some pressure in the morning and maybe get a couple of quick ones and, and really put some heat on them. And bowling on this uh, deck, you'll be comfortable doing that? Yeah, it's obviously it's it's a nice wicket to bat on, so we're going to have to be patient at times and, and set some funky fields maybe and, and try and find ways to, to get them into a loose shot. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty much just going to be a grind, and that's what, that's what test cricket is. Congratulations on a great start. No, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah. that day? Uh, to lose those two wickets at the end of, of play. It was imperative we didn't lose another one. Um, so uh, I think taking the seven wickets, we, we were pretty happy with. The, mid, the middle session uh, didn't go to plan, but uh, on pitches like this, you have to give credit to the batsmen when they play disciplined, and Watling's done that all series. Um, our opportunities there in this game. Uh, we won the toss to bowl to try and bowl them out for 350, and then bat once and big, and and 
uh, if you were a batsman, you'd fancy your chances there tomorrow, um, getting through that first hour and going on. So, uh, yeah, that's our way to win this game now, is bat once and go past them. So the plan basically is to do to them what they did to you in the last Test match? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think from looking at New Zealand results here over a few years, it's very rare that a team win the, win the toss and bat because the pitches don't deteriorate. The The next three days are going to be the best time to bat on this pitch and uh, we need to make use of that tomorrow. And uh, I believe we've got the best the, the players in that change room to be able to do that and uh, for, for someone to go and score 150-plus and, and set the game up for us. For you as a bowler, was there a bit more there than the last game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, to be honest. It's been a, it's been a tough tour for, for our seamers uh, in extracting movement out of the pitches, and that's why you've got to give a lot of credit to the way that Wagner, Southie and Bolt have gone about the business here over the past few years. It's, um, it is a, a tough place with this Kookaburra ball to, to extract movement, and you, you have to look at it in a slightly different way. Uh, it's not about just hitting the top of off stump more often than not. Uh, you look at how Wagner bowls, he, he bowls a bit of all sorts, really, and the, we looked at some stats at, at Hamilton here. Um, I mean, New Zealand got 700 and something for six the last time they batted here, so actually 300 under par. We were pretty up with that. But, um, the, there was only four wickets, I think, out of the last two tests here from the top of off stump. It, the rest were a bit of a scattergun. And you look back at all the wickets that had fallen and the highlights of them, um, it, it wasn't nicking off from a good length like you expect in England. So we have to change our mindset a little bit and ha go through periods of hitting the top of off and keeping it tight and then go through periods of mixing up completely. And I think after tea we did that. We looked to try and bowl full, short, slower balls, a bit of bit of all sorts, um, and that worked for us. In the afternoon session, was there a temptation to think a little bit, oh, here we go again, with BJ Watling digging in? Yeah, but we talked about that before the game. Said it's very important that uh, that that thought never uh, crossed our minds. We know thoughts control our emotions, so we said that uh, we wanted to control our, our attitude and effort in this game, um, and we did that really well. You know, we we were always looking at ways to try and. Um, change the game we you know Watling does his, his game plan is to eat up a lot of balls and break the bowling unit to score runs later and we just we were going to say right we're going to bowl a lot of dots at him and and um, try and make the breakthrough at some stage and we we managed to do that just before tea so we're pretty happy three seven five in England if you win a toss and bowl you'd be disappointed but I think this part of the world you have to manage your expectations and realize there's a lot of, of cricket left in this game you say we got Watling before too. Well, we in a sense you did, but you got him with a short body. What, what do you think happened? They just seemed to surprise him. Uh, I actually, at the end of the Ashes series, I started practicing bowling from the a yard behind the line uh, to Steve Smith because he triggered so much uh, to try and change his movements. Um, I didn't. I only tried it once in the, at the Oval. I sort of thought of it too late, really, in that series. But um, I just thought not a lot happening here. I'll just try it. I tried to bowl a lot of full balls, the odd full toss, the odd slow ball. And just running into tea, I thought, right, I'll try and bowl it from a yard behind the line. And it, it seemed to just sort of catch him by su surprise a little bit. So I think that's that's the uniqueness about playing cricket here in New Zealand. You have to think outside the box. Wagner does it brilliantly. Uh, he'll bowl a random slow ball full toss outside off stump and can surprise someone. So uh, if you change your mindset... Um, you can uh, not be scared of trying different things. I think we did that really well after tea. And Jack Leach, I understand he's, he's not well. What, what can you tell us there? Uh, not, I've only just heard that myself. Yeah, he, was, he got admitted to hospital today with um, some sort of uh, 
Rob's illness and he's staying in overnight, I think, to, to make sure he's okay. Um, but yeah, it's obviously a quite worrying news for us as teammates and friends and, and players within the group, but um, we've got a great medical staff to look after him. And Dominic Sibley was hit on the head. How was he when he came back to the changing room? Obviously disappointed to be out, but how was he sort of in himself? Yeah, I, I, I've actually not seen much of him. It, it was quite a big blow to the head, wasn't it? Um, but again, we've we've got guys do, who we do that much concussion testing now. Uh, he'll go through three or four different tests uh, about memory and all that sort of thing to, to see if he's okay to continue. I, to be honest, I wouldn't know who the concussion replacement is. I'm not sure. We might have to get someone out of the commentary box. You got anyone that well, could come? Well, Rambrakash possibly. Actually, he's yeah, out there. Has Ram's got his pads? He might be batting in the second inning. I think he fancies his 53rd Test cap. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we will. Uh, hopefully, he's, he's okay. It was a it was a decent blow. Um, but yeah, tell Rams to have a net in the morning. Great, thanks very much, Stuart. Thanks for your time. Radio Sports Summer of Cricket, the podcast with Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand.